Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the show. Are you ready for a ride? Yeah, you better buckle up and hold on tight. We'll buy you some. No. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. I can't even speak. I'm so excited to be back with my friends, my family. John Van Eden, what's going on? I, I want to go back to the old song, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we've rebranded as we talked about in the last episode, but we might have to play the old first down music just for old time's sake here and there. For some nostalgia. That's that voice is my other man over there, Eric Mendelson. How's it going? Uh, I guess I'm family since I'm not your friend, right? I'm the only one that falls in that category. Oh, unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes I don't like calling you either. Ha! Ditto. <laughs> and our guest this week, our friend AB. Yes, the AB, the lesser known law-abiding AB, Aaron Bogage. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. I don't know what, what that refers to. I might have to start breaking some laws so I can shape that moniker. I mean, everybody knows the real AB is Antonio Brown. You're the lesser-known law-abiding AB. <laughs> got to catch up big time. <laughs> I heard Aaron crosses at crosswalks. Oh, he's calling out your character, Eric. I'd, I'd never be caught crossing at a crosswalk. Well, we got a big show for you guys. We are now back every week. Every Monday we are going to be recording. Hopefully having the episodes out sometime midweek for you guys. Um, we are ready to dive right into football. We are all in. Um, so we hope you guys will enjoy our content. We missed you guys. So uh, we had separation anxiety. So we're back, back for good. Um, let's start right off with that with our breaking news. I don't know why I said breaking news, because this really isn't breaking news, but Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston both found new homes. Andy Dalton signed with the Cowboys to be backup quarterback. Jameis Winston signed with the Saints to be their backup quarterback. Eric, do you like these moves for the team specifically? Yeah, I think both uh, have playoff aspirations. I think for the Saints, that this is kind of their last Super Bowl run. And, you know, for the event that Drew Brees does get hurt, I don't think Taysom Hill is a full-time quarterback. So, I mean, we've seen Jameis can throw 30 touchdowns, but 30 interceptions as well. I was going to say, you got to throw in the important part. Um, the 5,000 yards. Oh, right, right. Um, Aaron, do you like these moves for the quarterbacks? That was for, for me or for Eric? For Aaron, yes. For oh, Aaron. yeah. Um, I do like them for the quarterbacks as well, for Jameis specifically. I think he's really trying to walk into kind of like that Teddy Bridgewater mold where he's accepting less money for this year, maybe like less than he could have gotten other places, but he's in a, a an offense with a contender and with a, a quarterback coach like Sean Payton that can 
hopefully build him up. Um, for Dalton, I also like it. I think he probably would not have gotten a starter job as we've just kind of seen the offseason roll on. Um, he's a he's a solid backup on a team that should make a playoff push, so I like that for him too. And, uh, John, what does this mean for Cam Newton, and where do you see him signing? I thought he was going to go to the Redskins uh, for a while just because it seemed like it fit. Um, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like the Pats want him. Um, I could see him possibly still going to the Redskins because they don't really seem like they're sold on Dwayne Haskins at all. So he thinks he's going to Aaron's boys over there. Yeah, I mean, we got Kyle Allen. We got the other Panthers quarterback. I don't know if we're going to go for Cam, too, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm down to see Cam in the Burgundy and Gold. They're also paying Alex Smith more than both of them combined. This is the new way to build a team, Eric. Go all in on quarterbacks. True. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other bit of news we got for you guys. The NFL 2020 schedule was released. Everybody get excited. Yes, I think we're going to hopefully have football. I don't think that's a question. Uh, so I'm going to go around for each of you guys. Eric, starting with you, what are some of the games that caught your eye on the schedule when it was released? Uh, the Chiefs at uh, Ravens, two teams that I don't like. And, uh, you know, hopefully it, it's just a good old-fashioned, uh, brutal run-and-gun, pounding uh, uh, game. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, words to avoid using my disdain for both teams, but <laughs> it should hopefully be an exciting game. John, what about you? What game uh, or games caught your eye? Um, this one is going to sound a little funny at first. Um, December 6th, the Bengals play the Dolphins. That's what which, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it could be fun, or it could be really, really bad, so that's kind of fun in another way. Um, but I guess we'll find out if uh, the Bengals are going to bangle and the Dolphins are going to Dolphin, or if uh, <laughs> a couple good quarterbacks. Do you think both Tua and, uh, and uh, Joe Burrow are going to be starting that game? Oh, yeah. I think they're both starting like week one. <laughs> I'll, I'll pod bet you Tua doesn't start that game. Because he's hurt or something? I think they rest him this year. The whole year? You don't think he sniffs yeah. the field? Oh, I'll pod bet you that one. Yeah, I'll pod bet that too. No, I'll pod bet the by the Bengals game. Okay. <laughs> All right, documented. It's going to be uh, Eric's betting Tua will not play one game this year that's a that's a bold take all right i like it uh aaron what about you so there's two games that i really like uh both of them involving the same teams because they're now divisional opponents but the bucks and the saints are going to be playing twice this year and i think that's going to be pretty exciting to see tom brady uh you know with the bucks going up against breeze with the saints should be Two really good matchups. Uh, I'm not sure if any of them are in prime time, but hopefully we'll get a prime time matchup with that. Um, but yeah, either way, I think those are going to be some really good games. I think it's week one, the first match, but I think it's the game of the week on um, with Tony Romo uh, calling oh, that game. I like that. Um, I'm kind of excited. Is any? I mean, I, I know I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm a little biased, but am anyone else excited for the first night after the Chiefs just embarrassed the Texans? Just to see, and everything that happened, we're going to get into the Texans offseason. 
but just to see what happens in Kansas City opening night to see if the Texans embarrass themselves or if they actually come out and make it competitive. I mean, the, the Texans will probably go up 24-0 again and then lose if I had to make a prediction. <laughs> I mean, I think we're excited that football's back, but I don't think we're excited the Chiefs are playing besides you. <laughs> Honestly, Chiefs-Texans is a boring game. <laughs> well, they're not boring to me, but I can see where you're coming from. The Texans are boring. Um the other part of this, though, is the schedule being released also allows flexibility. So it came out that if the season can't start on time, that they're going to basically, whatever much time does not get played, they're going to add it on at the end of the season. So let's say weeks one through four don't happen and they start playing week five. Weeks one through four will be tacked on at the end of week 17. So that way they'll be able to get all those games in and the Super Bowl will just be pushed back. I feel like that impacts the next season more so than they'd like to admit. If we, if we like, add on like a, like, you know, like six weeks of football, like is the draft pushed back or are they teams <laughs> drafting like right after the Super Bowl? <laughs> so, do you, so John, it sounds like you might not be a fan of this idea. Is this, would you rather just kind of take the L on those games and just finish the season at a normal where it normally yeah, finishes? It, it, there's a reason they like, this is it's going to lead to more injuries in the next year if people don't have the whole off season to even like decompress and everything i think it's a little odd for a, like such a physical sport and that's a that's an interesting take like on if that. So, somebody gets hurt week 17 that's actually week like 21 or something that puts them at a huge lag in rehab I think that's a good point. I, I think point. I think it's one of those things that sounds good right now, and the NFL wants to make sure everybody thinks that they're going to all play their games, but the ramifications could be major. Um, Aaron, Eric, do you guys feel differently? Yeah, no, I, I agree with John. I think the NFL doesn't care that they want to make uh, money you know, at the end of the day, and I don't think they've really cared about player safety, even though they act like they do. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, too. And real quick, on a, a separate note, but still related to the schedule, in Week 10, the Jets play the Dolphins. In Week 11, both have a bye. And in Week 12, the Jets play the Dolphins again. So Ooh, that's playing. fun. That's fun. <laughs> Back-to-back back games for a bye-bye week. Does Sam Darnold get mono in between? <laughs> I think we can all agree we're all disappointed that the uh, Jaguars and Titans don't play on Thursday night color rush game. Uh, they got rid of the color rush, man. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I loved those like mustard yellows, and then like the Titans like those. all light blues. He would love the mustard yellows because the Chiefs have the same ugly color scheme with the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Jags and Titans, we're getting into our main piece for this show. Yes, that's, that's nice, smooth beach music because we're talking about the AFC South, baby. AFC South, where everything's warm and cool, and there's a lot of physical football. So we are doing division-by-division division previews for our first series. Uh, we're coming back into the swing of things here, and we're starting off with the AFC South. So a lot of these teams underwent a lot of changes this offseason. So we're each going to 
uh, talk about one team. We're going to tell you guys the top rookie for each team, their fantasy hero, their fantasy zero, uh, and then their sleeper. And then after we all have talked about each of the teams, we're going to give you our final standing predictions for the division. Uh, are you guys ready? Yeah. So our first one up, we have we have the Houston Texans. And I think it's appropriate to be playing this. <laughs> so, I don't get it. People could argue the Texans had somewhat of a circus offseason. They made one of the worst trades in recent history, uh, shipping DeAndre Hopkins away. Uh, and he had three years left on his contract. Acquired David Johnson, who's an elite running back, but an injury-prone running back at that. Um, they, they've made a lot of questionable moves with draft decisions and player personnel. So, John, please tell us all about the Houston Texans. Well, David, I don't get the hate. This has been a great offseason for the Texans. They were able to get, like you said, David Johnson, who had 2,000 yards in 2016. DeAndre Hopkins didn't even have 1,000 yards in 2016. So it's like, come on. I mean, upgrade. And they're replacing DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb, who had 1,300 yards in 2014. So there's a lot of yards in previous seasons here, bud. And they traded for notorious Ironman Brandon Cooks. You know, he's not leaking any brain matter out of his helmet. I was going to say, I don't think he's ever had a documented concussion. <laughs> not one. His, his, his head's on straight. Not one, not two, not three. <laughs> no. so, and then, I mean, the last and most important move is they promoted Bill O'Brien. You keep your football geniuses in-house and you keep them happy. I mean, honestly, it's been a whirlwind of a great offseason for the Texans. Just upgrades across the board in the year 2016. Do we you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Do we think Bill O'Brien's going to own the team by the end of the year? I mean, if he keeps making these great moves, you have to keep moving him up. Otherwise, he's going to leave. <laughs> How high can he go? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be commissioner. <laughs> John, who's going to be their top rookie this year? Well, since we are a football fantasy podcast, um, their fifth rounder, Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver. He's from Maryland, so, you know, that's bonus points right there. You know, he ran a 4-4-5-40, pretty speedy guy. And uh, he was the second team All-Colonial Athletic Association. And, you, you know, it's basically the SEC of the North, as they say. So I think Isaiah Coulter is going to be their impact rookie. All right. What about our fantasy hero? Fantasy heroes. I, I kept trying and trying and trying to find someone who wasn't Deshaun Watson that could be a, a very big fantasy hero, but everybody really has their drawbacks. Randall Cobb, who hasn't been good ever. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, who is, is leaking brain matter. And, uh, so pretty much it came up with uh, – Watson, he, he's going to be the fantasy hero. It's, it's a straightforward and boring answer, but it's the right answer. I like it. I like it. Is he – all right, John, so a question for you. Is Deshaun Watson a top five fantasy quarterback this year? I would say not top five. I'd say, I'd say five through ten, like seven. Okay. Just because just I don't know if you can 
trust the running back room. I don't know if you can trust the wide receiver core anymore. It's just, <laughs> you know, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, they're going to start every single game put together. They're both going to start on the eighth. <laughs> <laughs> so then who's our fantasy zero? Fantasy zero is David Johnson. I've been so low on David Johnson for the past few years, and I've been correct. And it's been it's been wonderful to be right every single year. And I'm low on him again just because I don't know if the line's there. No running back has really looked that great in Houston for a while, since Arian Foster almost, really. And it they're going to be keying in just because there's really not much receiving there either. So it's just an odd choice, not a lot of offense necessarily so i think david johnson's the fantasy zero there Steer john play. i love how you build up these people just to tear them down like david johnson had a 2000 yard season in 2016 <laughs> yeah. he sucks now yeah. john, are you saying that you would trade him for deandre hopkins <laughs> i mean it's if bill o'brien does it he must be right so <laughs> genius and then all right who's our uh yeah so who's our fantasy or sleeper who's our our sleeper to keep the, an the, eye on the tight end Jordan Akins, I think, I think he's over, he's one step above Darren Fells at this point. Um, and I, I just think Deshaun Watson's going to be looking for anyone familiar to get the ball to, and it's going to be a tight end, and it's going to be Jordan Akins. All right, I like it, I like it. Um, so next, one of the teams that's gained a lot of talk for probably winning this division potentially, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So, do you guys like my horse nay? Nice, dude. Uh, so the Colts were aggressive this offseason. They acquired DeForest Buckner from the 49ers for the 13th pick in the draft, helped increase uh, their run defense. Um, there's not a lot of glaring holes on their roster. They have an aging wide receiver core group. Uh, arguably their biggest splash was acquiring Phillip Rivers this offseason to be their quarterback for this year. Um Eric, take it away. What should we know about the Colts? Yeah. Well, first of all, we picked the AFC South because we like the the phrase, first is the worst. I think AFC South, we can all agree, is the worst division in football. Um, my rookie, I know everybody's probably thinking Jonathan Taylor, but I really like Michael Pittman. Uh, 6'4", um, Philip Rivers is used to throwing to big targets. Keenan Allen, Vincent Jackson, Mike Williams. Um, last year, T.Y. Hilton missed six games, and he's 30 years old. And the number two wide receiver is Zach Pascal or Paris Campbell. So um, I could see him climbing up the depth chart really early. Okay. And who's your fantasy hero for the Colts? Uh, my fantasy hero is Philip Rivers. Right now, in rankings that I've seen him, he's between QB 22 and 25. He's playing behind a better offensive line. I think we all know he's not a mobile quarterback. Uh, he played in a Frank Reich system before five years ago. Um, last year, he had 200 yards in every single game and had nine games with two or more touchdowns. He's thrown for 4,000 yards, I think the last 4,000 plus yards in the last seven seasons. Um, and a lot of his interceptions last year were in garbage time where they're trying to come back. So. I think he could be a QB between 10 and 12, um, you know, a borderline starter each week. So you think he'd be a good guy that maybe if you take, a, you know, like a, a, 
a kind of a, a more fringe guy. Maybe you take like a, um, a Kyler Murray who has a lot of upside, but maybe he doesn't live up to it. You take Phillip Rivers at the end of your draft to kind of give yourself two quarterbacks, and you think Rivers has that upside to kind of if Kyler Murray were to flop, that you could plug Phillip Rivers in and you would be perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the Colts gave him a $25 million contract, so I think he's going to be the guaranteed starter. He's durable. He hasn't missed a game since uh, 2006. Um, you know, he's so, he's not a sexy name, but I think that he could be productive this year. <laughs> I think his wife would disagree because uh, they have nine kids. <laughs> and counting. Um, who's our fantasy zero? Fantasy zero, um, and I had him last year, Marlon Mack, with Jonathan Taylor there, um, Naeem Himes, and Jordan Wilkins as well. It's going to be a crowded backfield. He's not a pass-catching running back, and Phil Rivers loves to dump off them. Last year, he only had four games with 20-plus carries. One was against the Chiefs when they tried to bleed out the clock, and yes, I'm going to bring up any Chiefs loss that I can. Um, last year, only one game with multiple <laughs> <laughs> last year only had one game with multiple touchdowns and hasn't finished top 20 at the position so i just see his stock going down okay and then who's our sleeper the sleeper is the colts d i think they're going to be a top five defense uh they ended the season well last three weeks they had 700 malik hooker they get to play the jags and the the very good texans twice a year um and last year, Naeem Hines had two out of the seven NFL punt return touchdowns. So special teams does give you points as well. So I think they're going to be a sneaky, sneaky defense. So uh, we're just recapping. So Eric's sleeper um, is going to be the uh, the Colts' defense. Uh, our recording got a little bit cut off there. So um, Eric is all in on the Colts' defense this year as a sleeper defense. And let it be known, I am a defense guru. Called the Bears a couple years ago. Called the 49ers last year. That is my claim to fame. Okay, fair enough. All right, I like it. We're going to move into our next team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are good now. Impossible. I'm serious. They're going to make the playoffs. Blake Bortles is kind of okay. Maybe, I don't know, it's being debated amongst experts. It's confusing. Whatever it is. All right. If those of you that like The Good Place, that's a little clip from The Good Place. One of, I love that show. Um, Jaguars usually make head-scratching move, and last offseason was no exception, offering Nick Foles a monster contract uh, that might go down as an all-time bust. He struggled and gave way to the phenom. Gardner Minshew, who is a six-round pick. Uh, They were able to ship off Foles this offseason and get some of his contract off the books, but lost a lot of defensive talent on that team. Uh, Aaron, take it away. What should we know about Jacksonville? For sure. Well, first, I want to give a shout-out to that drop. The Good Place is a really good show. Um, But, yeah, so the Jags had a pretty interesting offseason. They seem to be tearing down quite a bit so they can rebuild. but yeah, they had a, a really interesting draft class as well. They had a, two first rounders. Um, one of them uh, I'm gonna name as kind of my top rookie for the team, CJ Henderson. It's a little bit of a, a chalky pick, but he was their first pick this year, um, starting cornerback for University of Florida. 
he should be able to come in and start right away. He was named first team all SEC last year, even though he didn't have any interceptions, uh, which is kind of a, an interesting quirky stat. So he had 11 pass breakups and no interceptions, but was still named first team all SEC. So I think that just shows that he kind of is a, is a shutdown corner. So hopefully he can step in and, really take over the Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye role that or, is no longer. Or he has brick hands like Carlos Rogers. He could definitely have brick hands like Carlos Rogers, for sure. There's um, no excuse in this day and age to not be able to catch a football. <laughs> completely. Um, and then since we are, you know, more fantasy-related show there, uh, hopefully top fantasy rookie is a wide receiver from Colorado, LaVishka Chenault. He was drafted uh, in the second round, and he was named first team All-Pac-12 in 2018, second team All-Pac-12 2019. So had a really good college career. Um, so he should be able to step in into a pretty, pretty weary wide receiver core um, and start opposite DJ Chark. I like it. So, okay, so that's our rookie. What about our fantasy hero? Yeah, so fantasy hero, kind of slim pickings here on the Jaguars team. Um, but I think you got to go DJ Chark here. He came in, really busted onto the scene last season pretty early um, with a, a couple touchdowns in a row uh, in the early weeks. But he had showed consistency throughout the year, finished as, uh, in the top 20 of wide receivers, um, and showed chemistry with both Nick Foles in week one and Minshew throughout the rest of the year. So hopefully, you know, Minshew has him as a familiar target. Um, he also had the fifth most end zone targets in the league. So... He's a big red zone threat and should be able to to keep that up. Okay, and then what about this team is known for their fantasy zero? For sure. So fantasy zeros, I'm sticking with the wide receiver room. We've already mentioned DJ Chark and LaVishka Chenault, so that kind of leaves the other wide receivers out to play a little bit. E.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley last season, the season before, might have been, you know, bi-week fill-ins or maybe a flex wide receiver three if you play in a PPR league, but – this year, there's just so many mouths to feed. Um, not necessarily, you know, any stars, but uh, being the third and fourth receiver on a, a team that doesn't, you know, shouldn't put up too much offense is not a good outlook for fantasy. Like, and then what about our sleeper? Yeah, so I had uh, two sleepers. One of them is a former Redskin, and I, I want to come into uh, both of these sleepers with the same disclaimer that they will get hurt, and you just have to understand that when you're either picking them up in free agents or drafting them late rounds. But Chris Thompson is my my first sleeper. So he's a, a receiving back, used to be on the Redskins, now he's on the Jaguars. So he has the familiarity with the Jay Gruden offense. Um, and last season, Leonard Fournette was really the only running back without any time for the Jags. He caught 76 balls and had over 500 receiving yards. Um, but again, he was really the only running back at that time. So now that Thompson is coming in uh, to really take over the third down role, he should really eat up a lot of that um, receiving work. So if you play in a PPR league, I think Thompson could pop out maybe as an RB2 if he can consistently stay on the field with, without getting hurt. Um, and then also Fournette didn't have his fifth-year option on his contract picked up. Uh, so he's going to be a free agent um, coming up. So I think there's a, a small chance that he gets traded, which would give Thompson a lot more work. Um so yeah, that's uh, that's my sleeper. I like it. I like it. Thompson definitely can have. I think we'll forget how good he is, and yeah. if he gets some opportunities, that the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I've been maintaining for years. He's he's the top third down back in the league, but he just gets hurt every year. So 
no one really could keep up with him. Right, and he's with Jay Gruden. I don't remember. I don't remember if I heard you say that or not. Like Jay Gruden loves getting his backs involved, so I think that's that's only helping his case too. Sure. Good call. Um, last team in the division, we have the division. Uh, actually, they were they weren't division champs, uh, but they uh, they surprised everybody. The Tennessee Titans. Yes, that's the sound of a horse galloping because they pretty much just rode the coattails of uh, Derrick Henry galloping, uh, galloping through every single team until they ran to the Chiefs. After a spirited playoff run, the Titans had two goals this offseason, retain Derrick Henry and figure out what they wanted to do at quarterback. They figured them both out. They gave Tannehill a hefty contract extension that's extremely front-loaded and secured Derrick Henry by signing him to the franchise tag. Um, they had a pretty good draft, kind of filling out some of the few holes they had on their roster. AFC South is up for grabs this season. The Titans could be the favorite to win the AFC South. So uh, a couple things I have for the Titans. Uh, the first thing is I think their rookie, their top rookie, uh, Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. Uh, he was their running back that they took, um, and I think, believe the third round. And if you look on the running backs on their roster outside of him, they're not even worth mentioning on this podcast because they are the nobodies of the nobodies. So I don't think they're even worth wasting my breath to talk about on here. Well, now I want to hear what one of them is. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they, uh, if you want to hear one, uh, Dalen Dawkins. No, that guy was in the segment um, round seven pick or fake player, and that was a fake player. (laughs) They have... Carrie blasting a me. I gotta say, these are some championship caliber caliber names, though. And Cameron Scarlett. Ooh, he sounds Ooh. fast. Yeah, that's, that's a week and fit, That's Carrie. a week fifteen uh, waiver wire pickup when Derek Henry <laughs> finally gets hurt. So, as you can see, it's a bunch of guys you don't even know if I was lying to you or not. I could have just made those names up, but those are actually who's on the roster. No, nah, John would know. <laughs> But whether it's through injury, they're not giving Derrick Henry the same load they gave him at the end of the year last year. He would not last the full season. So whether it's through injury or change of pace, he's going to get on the field. And Titans have shown in the past that they're not afraid to use two backs, the Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray year, and even the first year with Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry when Deion Lewis was somewhat decent. So I'm not saying he's going to be the top uh, rookie running back in football, but he could carve himself out a nice role with this team. Um, my fantasy hero for this team, I think it's almost no surprise, A.J. Brown. I'm not going to be one of those guys, an analyst, that's going to be kind of on him as much of saying he's going to be like a, a second or third round pick. I don't know if I necessarily go that high for him. But he had 52 catches for 1,052 yards and nine total touchdowns in his rookie year. And that was pretty much about half of a season's worth of production because he didn't really take off until Ryan Tannehill took over. And in week seven, when Ryan Tannehill took over and became a starter, A.J. Brown was wide receiver three in half PPR. So he was the number three wide receiver. Um, I think a full year with Ryan Tannehill, the same quarterback, I mean, this guy probably is potential for top ten receiver production. He's just a beast. Um, my fantasy zero on the other side of the field, Corey Davis. Uh, this is a run first offense 
that if they're going to throw the ball, it's going to most likely go to A.J. Brown, maybe mix in Darrington Evans as a pass-catching running back to get some balls, and then Jonu Smith was starting to emerge at tight end. I don't see Corey Davis able to get the amount of targets or work that he's going to be uh, valuable to have on your roster. Maybe you get him as a late-round flyer, but I also look when teams decline options for players, and they declined his option, which means that they're not paying him because they don't think he's worth what he's going to cost. And I think that means they start phasing him out, knowing that they're most likely not having him on the team next year. So I would stay away from Corey Davis. And then again, my sleeper, it's, it's, I'm going back to Darrington Evans. Again, I, I think he's pretty much going to go undrafted. The only way he's going to get drafted is if people take him as a handcuff for uh, Derrick Henry. And I think he's going to be more involved than people think. And again, if Derrick Henry goes down, there's your guy that's stepping up in a run-first offense. Um, they don't have very many offensive weapons to have as sleepers. You could maybe say Jonu Smith, but I think his name is starting to become more well-known than a sleeper. So, I, again, for the sake of – I don't want to repeat, but I, I do think Darrington Evans is the sleeper for the Titans. Um, guys, those were some great position previews. We're going to quickly go around and give us our divisional records before we go to our question of the week. So, John, what's your prediction for the division? For just the Texans, I think they for, go for the whole division. Oh, I think Titans number one, Texans squeeze in number two, like an eight and eight, seven and nine. Then um, Colts because Philip Rivers, I'm not as sold on him as Eric is. He looked pretty, pretty bad last year in San Diego. And then last place, everybody's favorite, lovable losers, the Minshew Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, what about you? Uh, number one Colts, uh, I don't take John's word because he didn't even say, uh, Los Angeles chargers. He said San Diego. Number two. I'm well, he looked pretty team. bad there last year in San Diego too. <laughs> <laughs> number three Texans. And then I think we can all agree. Jags are going to be number four. All right, Aaron. Yeah, I have the same as Eric. I think Colts are going to win the division, but. It'll be really close with the Titans. I think they'll both probably be like 10 and 6 or something like that. Um, and then Texans probably in third, going around like 7 and 9 or 8 and 8. And then Jags probably like 2 and 14, 3 and 13, competing for that number one pick. So I have the same order as you guys as well. I have the Colts finishing like 10 and 6, Titans at 9 and 7, Texans a game maybe behind 8 and 8. And then the Jags, I think, will finish two or three games securely in fourth place. I have it like 5 and 11, 6 and 10. Um, I think they're going to be at some point. I, I don't. I I know it's a very very cold take, but I don't think Minshew is the answer. I think they're going to realize that pretty early on and just try to tank for Trevor. I just see it. So it sounds like we all might fire a bet for the Colts winning division. Besides John, it does sound that way, <laughs> doesn't it? I like my odds. Philip Rivers is absolutely garbage last year. Yeah, I'm interested. In this. That's one of the, I think, the biggest things people want to see is he has an amazing offensive line. Um, so what is he going to do with a, an offensive line? That's I mean, the Chargers have never had a great offensive line. So what's he going to do with the protection? It also could become much more of a run-first offense. I mean, they, the offensive line obviously is incredible, but also drafting Jonathan Taylor and still having Mack and Naheem Hines. They have a pretty good running back room, too. So. I mean – if you want a guy who, who threw 20 picks and 23 touchdowns as your savior, uh, as he's another year older and he's 39, like, you know, go for it. 
I mean, Brady and Brees are in their forties and still playing well. I don't. He didn't look that good last year either. <laughs> All right, let's. Good analysis, my uh, gentlemen. Good, good job. Um, all right, let's move to our question of the week. Oh, my man, Chris Brown kills it every time. Why didn't you say hit it, Chris Brown? Is it because he has DV <laughs> charges in the past? Yeah, I figured I got to choose my wording better. <laughs> Um, so our question this week, which NFL player, and let's make sure they have to, they have to be current, which current NFL player would you want to grab an ice cold brewski with and why? So Aaron, I'm going to start with you. So my answer for this is Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's just an all around stand up guy. Seems like he would have connections at some pretty cool places to go grab a couple cold ones and I just think it would be cool hanging out with him. He just seems like an all-around really good guy. Larry Fitzgerald seems like the type of guy that doesn't drink, though. Yeah, he yeah. probably would just watch him drink. I mean, we, we didn't define what a cold one is. We could be drinking some, some lemonade, some water. He, huh? he, I An ice-cold glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, who's your pick? So, uh, I could go one out of two ways. I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo because girls would flock over because he is a babe in their eyes. But I could go with the people's tight end on my team, George Kittle, the most fun-loving, eccentric guy in the NFL. I'd probably order a beer, and by the time I take my first sip, he's done, he's done shotgunning. I like it. I like it. John, Zay Jones? I mean, Zay Jones is always an easy choice. He seems like a great guy, a real winner, you know. And But at the same time, maybe I just hang out with Cam Newton. He seems like a fun guy. He has weird Instagram captions. So, you know, that's something that I can get with. And um, we'll just both complain about how dumb NFL front offices are. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. My guy, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. Shocker. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I knew you were going to give me that reaction. I have a few reasons why I picked Patrick Mahomes. Number one, he's a gamer. All right? This dude is – I feel like whether – he's got, like, that Jordan gene, whether, like, we were – What, what does that have to do with cracking open a cold one? <laughs> he's well, a gamer. Like, we, <laughs> we would crack open a cold one, and then we would start drinking. We'd probably be like, who's finishing their beer first? And then we'd be like, all right, who's going to shotgun their beer first? And we would just, like, go back and forth, maybe do drinking games. I feel like he's a gamer. Number two, number two, his, he's in a long-term relationship like I am and has not put a ring on it like I haven't yet either. They live together, and they are not, they're not committed. So I feel like we would bond over that. And then I also, hope Amanda's not in the room. <laughs> and then also, we would drink our beers or whatever drinks out of his Super Bowl MVP trophy, which you can't do better than that. I knew that was your answer because you tweeted that you were going to name your kid Patrick. So I was like, okay, David would easily get a cold one with him if he's willing to name his kid after him. Well, he has a, it's a formality at that point, but I, I wanted to give you a no, solid basis. He, no, he's naming his kid Patrick after Patrick Stewart, that, Sir Patrick Stewart, the actor. <laughs> we can agree Patrick's a winning name. So nobody said Gronk. 
That would have been a good one, too. Gronk would get on my nerves. I feel like he's, like, more obnoxious. I don't know. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk is yelling in your ear to, to finish up that beer, like, a second after you order it. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. All the videos I've seen of him, he doesn't finish drinking the beer. He just pours it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> You're in your beer tab would probably, like, skyrocket. Yeah, because he's just pouring it on the floor. <laughs> that pisses Pratt Bro John off. <laughs> he's not even Zambonian. He's not even drinking it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move into our last segment. We have the game of the week. All right, our game this week. Name that backup quarterback. Which team do I play for? So this is the which team do I play for backup quarterback edition. How this is going to work is I'm going to read you 16 names. They play. This is the bottom half of the league in backup quarterbacks. All right. Guys, make sure you have something to write with or something where you can type your answers in. I'll give you a second. And we're going to go. Semi-quick on each of these. I'll give you maybe like 10 seconds to think, and I'll move to the next one. At the end, I'm going to read off the names and their teams that you they play for. You're going to tell me if you got them right or not, and we'll tally at the end and see who wins, all right? <laughs> this will make for good radio, us, <laughs> us typing stuff down. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Number one, Case Keenum. Yes, the ex-Redskins. Well, actually, I shouldn't even say ex-teams they play for. That's too much. <laughs> Wait, I thought he was like the fifth quarterback on the Skins. Case Keenum. I will, not long, I will no longer tell you they're ex-teams. Number two, Jameis Winston. Oh, that's easy. I wanted to give you one just to boost your egos really quick. Number three, Anthony Gordon. No, it's, I did not make him up. This is real. Anthony Gordon? Anthony Gordon. Who he played for. Number four, John Walford. And these are the legit number two backups on the depth chart. John Walford. And Cam Newton can't get himself a job? <laughs> Number five, Logan Woodside. Number six, Sean Mannion. Number seven, Brett Huntley. That's a name I recognize, at least. <laughs> Number eight. David Fails. Number nine. Matt There's no Clark. way these are the number two. I swear. I, I have the depth charts up. Number nine, Matt Barkley. Number 10, Josh Dobbs. Number 11, Brian Finley. 
got our last five. Number 12, the legend himself, Blake Bortles. Or I'm sorry, Blaine Gabbard. Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> Which one? Blaine Gabbard. They're both horrible ex-Jags. But they're both legends. They are. Number 13, Jeff Driscoll. That was your man, David. It was. I was ride or die with him, and he died me. He died you? Yeah, he killed me. <laughs> uh, number 14, A.J. McCarron. Legend. X-Raider great. <laughs> number 15, Colt McCoy. And then we're moving to our last one. Our last one, Chase Daniel. Finesse God. I'll He's tell you, I might have gotten two of these, right? The modern-day <laughs> Alex Moran. Are, you, are we sure we didn't uh, mix up segments here? These are all real players? These are all real players. Second on the depth chart. The other half of the league you guys would have gotten too easily. All right. Case Keenum is the current backup for the Cleveland Browns. Let's go. Woo! One. Number two. I typed B-R-P-N-S. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) I'll let that one slide. Give him a half point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if we were like an English class, then you would fail. Uh, Number two, Jameis Winston, the New Orleans Saints. Is he number two on the depth chart? He's he's ahead of Taysom? Yeah, he is on the current depth chart. Yeah, well, Taysom has to start as wide receiver, punt returner, punt fumbler. I only get six plays. <laughs> yeah, he's getting $21 million to do that. Nuts. Number three, Anthony Gordon, the Seattle Seahawks. Yes! Oh. You nice. got that, Eric? Yeah, I, I felt like that name sounded familiar. Number four, John Walford is for the Los Angeles Rams. Huh. It's not Bortles? Nope. Bortles is unsigned. Ah, okay. He was last year. Number five, Logan Woodside, the Tennessee Titans. Damn. He's currently backing up Tannehill now that uh, Mariota's gone. Number six, Sean Mannion, the Minnesota Vikings. He's been their backup forever. Yeah, he has been their backup for a long time. Did you guys get that? Yeah, Yeah, I got that one. Uh, Number seven, Brett Hundley is the Arizona Cardinals. Currently backing up Kyler Murray. Number eight, David Fales, backing up for the Jets behind Sam Darnold. I think he even played last year for them. Number nine, Matt Barkley. He also was with this team last year, the Buffalo Bills. Number 10, Josh Dobbs is currently backing up Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville. Number 11, Ryan Finley. Currently backing up Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Andy Dalton is now gone. 
Number 12, the legend in himself, Blaine Gabbert. He is backing up another goat, Tom Brady. They got two goats on one team. Number 13, Jeff Driscoll is backing up uh, Drew Locke with Denver. Yeah, so Jeff Driscoll left oh. the Lions and he is now a Bronco. Or, I'm sorry, he left the, uh, yeah, he was with the Lions. Number 14, A.J. McCarron is now backing up Deshaun Watson with the Houston Texans. Yes. Quarter, quarterback controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Bill O'Brien he has another option. <laughs> Number 15, Colt McCoy. One of the Redskins' backups last year is now backing up Daniel Jones with the Giants. He'll, he'll win that job. <laughs> he'll win that and, job. And then the legend, Chase Daniel, who's made so much money as a backup, is now backing up Matthew Stafford with the Detroit Lions. Wow. You so might, tally your scores. John, how many did you get? I got three. <laughs> Eric? I got six. Aaron? Yes, I got seven. Let's go. Our guest is the champ, Aaron Bogey, with seven correct out of 16. That's a passing <laughs> score for this quiz. Nice job. And that's our first edition of which team do I play for? Nice job. Uh, well, that's our show for today. Uh, we appreciate the bogeyman for coming on and making his uh, guest presence felt here. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Um, anything that you guys want to say each before we get out of here? Uh, I got two things. One, follow us on Trip Play Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. We are on Facebook as well. Second, to quote the best tweeter ever, Dragonfly Jones. Until next week, Internet friends, as always, take care of yourself and don't watch AFC South games. <laughs> it's hard to top, John. Um, I, I'm all good here. I mean, we didn't get our sponsorship in, but, you know, it happens. Who's our sponsor? Salt. Because it's the saltiest division there is, the AFC South. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Aaron, man, uh, again, uh, we appreciate having you on. Anything that uh, you want to say to the viewers and, and listeners? Yeah, hope everybody out there staying safe, staying home. Uh, hopefully we get football this year so I can defend my crown for the third season in a row. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to get that in at some point. <laughs> Let's edit that uh, out. <laughs> I have, the, guys, I have like, all the power. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, this is uh, we're back every week. We're recording every Monday, so we'll have the episodes to you during the week every week. If there's things you would like us to hear or cover, please uh, write to us on Twitter. Eric, Eric said at Trip Play Fantasy. We have Instagram, Facebook as well. Um, growing each week, so we're looking for viewer feedback. So. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening and downloading the podcast. And until next week, make sure to smile, make sure to be safe, make sure to stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs>